Yeah, that that eight night itinerary does look very nice. I, anything over seven nights becomes real luxurious. I yes. For <laughs> <more> these ships. <laughs> back everybody this week's bonus episode of the dcl duo podcast and actually it's a special bonus edition because we had the fall itinerary releases come out this week so we wanted to put out an extra show and with an extra special guest we have michelle mcknight joining us from touring plans travel welcome michelle hi brian thanks for having me on yeah thanks for coming on it's great to have you so I will admit, I was caught off guard by the itinerary releases yesterday, and I saw early in the morning that they had released, in a weird way, they'd released the Dream and the Wish itineraries, but nothing for the Fantasy, Wonder, and Magic. And then, I guess later in the day, they released all the ships. So we'll we'll walk through them ship by ship, because there is actually some interesting stuff in here, that, especially for some of these later ships. But let's start with the uh, the Wish. Anything catch your attention there, Michelle, or fairly standard stuff for the Wish at this point? Recognizing, of course, the Wish is a brand new ship. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, so it's going to be doing the the standard dream that we're all used to. So the three and four night Bahamian cruises go into Castaway. So no double dips, nothing longer than a four night. So pretty standard. When I look at the itineraries um, for my clients, I usually try to point out like the holiday sailing. So November 21st, there's a four night the week of Thanksgiving. There's um, You can do a three night over New Year's or over Christmas this year. So those are the two holiday sailings from the wish there. Yeah. And it, and it will be first opportunity to do Halloween on the high seas or very maritime on the wish. So, you know, that's an interesting opportunity. What about the dream, Michelle? So the dream will be down in Miami, I believe. And so anything of interest in those sailings that's outside of the norm? So it's going to be mainly doing four and five night, five night sailings. They've got some pretty normal sailings to cast away, but then they also have three double dips that we found. There's one Halloween on the high seas in September, and then there's two very maritime double dips in um, one in November Thanksgiving week and one right before Christmas. So that's pretty awesome to be able to do those and be near a holiday. Yeah. And those double dip cruises are supposed to be a lot of fun. We're we're going on our first one, hopefully this November, if things get a little bit more normal. And so we're excited to do that. And, and I think they are not to be missed if you get a chance to go on a double dip cruise. Well, more exciting stuff, I think, f- as we get into these last three ships, let's start with the fantasy. What caught your attention on the fantasy, Michelle? You know, it's pretty standard seven night Eastern, Western Caribbean kind of alternating, but there is an eight night Eastern that kind of piqued my attention. Usually, you know, seven nights, the norm. So anything over that, you're always excited about. It goes to Antigua, uh, St. Thomas, St. Martin, and then also Castaway. So that looks pretty good. Yeah, that that eight night itinerary does look very nice. I, anything over seven nights becomes real luxurious. I yes. <laughs> for these ships. So and that I will say that Eastern Caribbean itinerary is kind of our go to itinerary. So lots of good port stops there. We love Megan's Bay Beach and St. Thomas. St. Martin is a fun port to visit. So, and of course, Castaway Key with that, those days at sea as well in between, which are kind of nice. So I'd say if you, if you can get on a longer than seven night cruise, it's, it's hard to go back. It's definitely hard to go back to three or four night cruises after sailing for that length of time. It really is. Yes. I also noticed the six night cruise. Is that a little bit unusual? It seems shorter uh, and it's kind of making the rounds through Port Canaveral and Cozumel and Grand Cayman. Um, Is that normal for the ship? 
You know, sometimes they throw in a six night because they'll do like a five night on the fantasy. Sometimes that's where the double dips were coming from, like in the fall and previous years. So you might see more six nights here and there. Uh, Not common, but also not out of the ordinary. Yeah, and it looks like it's stacked up against the end of that eight night. So it's probably to get it back on its like seven night rotation for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, big news, I think, is on the wonder and the magic, which Michelle, you helpfully pointed out before the show that we're missing like half of the itineraries for the fall, right? Yeah, the wonder is, uh, well, and the magic, but the wonder, it's really, it doesn't go any further than October. So very, very, very bare bones there. We're kind of curious what's going to happen next. Yeah, I, I am. I am floored. So the wonder, where are they headed right now? Or where's the wonder headed right now? So it's going to start in Vancouver and go to San Diego for these itineraries. That's just a four-night repositioning cruise. And then it's going to do um, three and four-night and and five-night Baja sailings from San Diego. And then it's got one uh, seven-night Mexican Riviera cruise mixed in there as well. Yeah, that's seven-night. So we've done the five-night, which is fabulous. And we're doing one next April as well. That seven-night looks really enticing, uh, stopping at Mazatlan and Puerto Vallarta, which... The five night only gets as far as Cabo and the dreary, what I call Nassau of the West and Sonata. But, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, that seven night cruise is really interesting. I, I do, as a color commentary for a second, I do wish Disney would do something more fun on these repositioning cruises on the West Coast. This one isn't even bothering to stop anywhere as it makes its way down the coast. And I, I it's always fun to maybe sail into San Francisco through the Golden Gate or something like that. So that Vancouver repositioning cruise looks not... Not great. <laughs> no, hopefully it's very discounted. That's all I can yeah, say. for sure. Well, and it will be interesting. I, it, it is interesting. Like it's it's the last cruise here, I think, is just sitting in San Diego. So where does the ship head from there? I don't know if they're looking at moving it through the canal or not. But let's let's switch over to the magic, which I think has some really interesting stuff going on. It's kind of all over the place, right, Michelle? Yeah, all over the place. So many different ports that it starts and ends at. Definitely. It's, it's going to start with the transatlantic from Dover. That's that 12 night sailing. And then it's going to end up in New York. And that's my favorite port that I've sailed from, I think. And it's going to start out with those uh, Bermuda itineraries, which is also my favorite itinerary. Yeah, that that transatlantic is one. Good to see it on the books uh, again as and bookable. So that's that's great to see. And nice 12 night cruise. I've heard good things about the transatlantic. If you're into sea days, <laughs> you get <laughs> yes. lots of them. transatlantic cruise. And it tends to be a it tends to be pretty good on price, right, Michelle? Because it's a repositioning cruise. It does, yeah. And lo- not a lot of people have that much time to spend, so I think they feel like they need to make it a good price to get more people on board. What's interesting too, the New York cruises. We've always wanted to sail of New York, and I've heard nothing but great things about sailing out of uh, sailing out of port there, and you know, past the Statue of Liberty, all that fun stuff. They didn't bring back the one that stops in Port Canaveral, which I think was kind of a repositioning cruise anyway. But that that was a fun one for the port adventure of being able to go to Disney World. But it is interesting to see the New England Canada cruise come back on because I think from talking to Lynn, that was not a well attended cruise. <laughs> went on yeah. it, so I think they only have one, so that might be why try to pack pack everyone into that one cruise that wants to go. All right, well, and, and on the thirty first, they are sailing down to San Juan, so the New York to San Juan transition happens. Um, not a lot of, I will say, leading up to that, there there's no way on the magic you're getting to Castaway Key, as far as I can tell, at least until it makes its way down to San Juan. Yeah, nope, nope, it doesn't ever go that far south until you get to San Juan. Yeah. And even then, none of these nope. subsequent itineraries are. So you, if you want to get to Castaway Key, you're not going to do it on the magic. Nope. 
Yep. <laughs> I guess some, I don't know how unique, but some interesting itineraries out of San Juan then. I, I have not heard of the port of, I'm going to butcher this and I apologize to everyone, but Kralendiek, which is in Bonaire. We, I think we stopped up on air, so we must have stopped at this port, but uh, it's a seven-night Southern Caribbean cruise, which the Southern Caribbean cruise is fantastic. So that's an interesting itinerary. I'd also say the six-night Caribbean cruise from San Juan is kind of interesting. It's a repositioning cruise. Yeah, headed to Galveston then, that one? Yep. Yeah, there's the Galveston cruise. Yeah. So the Wonder kind of makes its way from New York down to San Juan, does a handful of cruises out of San Juan before it transitions to Galveston. And then they've got two sailings, um, Western Caribbean to Galveston, and that's it. It's kind of like repositioning all over the place. Yeah. And then we're just we're just left kind of almost like the wonder, but a little bit further down the timeline. So December 9th seems to be where it ends for now. Yeah. Yeah. That Those missing cruises on the wonder are fascinating to me. I don't know where they're headed after <laughs> after San Diego, but I'm excited to hear it. So yeah. Usually we're told um, the magic at least through Christmas too. Not the magic, but you know, the ones in Galveston. So it would have been the wonder. So it's just strange that we don't have either one of those ships. Yeah. I mean, that's the fascinating part, right? The wonder is sitting still in San Diego and the magic is now sitting in Galveston, which are cruises the wonder would normally do. So it's, something's happening here. There, I think there's going to be, if I had to guess, there's going to be some announcement about some new port that that one of these ships is going to be home porting out for a little while. I am personally going to keep my fingers crossed that perhaps one of these ships is maybe going to port on the West Coast and they just don't want to say anything yet. <laughs> I it's, don't know. It's possible. Royal Caribbean is positioning one over there and they usually don't have one over there in recent years. So it's possible. I will continue my plug that Disney <laughs> put one of these things in Long Beach because I think it's a crime that we have to drive two plus hours from Disneyland to San Diego to get on a cruise. Uh, I think they should put one in Long Beach, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Any intel on opening day pricing yet, Michelle, or that's, is that not available? You know, they did the same thing they did with the Wish where you could actually see a kind of a preview of at least the starting day pricing. And some of the pricing doesn't seem all that crazy. So that double dip right before Christmas on the Dream doesn't doesn't look too bad for right around a holiday and a double dip. So, yeah. <laughs> how does the how does the wish pricing look? I'm curious is it I mean there's not really comparative cruising because you don't have ships doing the same itineraries, but does it look like it's staying in line with kind of what they announced for the inaugural season or I would say it's a little lower just because summer's usually higher. Just kind of scanning the prices I haven't done each one individually, but overall I would say it's lower than summer, but maybe higher than what the dream was in past years. Well, definitely be interesting. I, I don't even know if they've sold out the inaugural season yet or if there's still bookings available, but that could also potentially drive some pricing decisions on their end as well. Yeah, there's definitely a few cruises that don't have hardly any or if any spots left, but there's still some, um, mainly in, I think, September that have some left. Yeah, probably after back to school kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Michelle, when can folks book these cruises? That's always the important question to answer. It really is. Um, Monday, um, June 21st is when Platinum can book. That's castaway members that have sailed 10 or more times with Disney Cruise Line. Gold members can book on Tuesday, June 22nd. Silver is Wednesday, June 23rd. That's also DVC and uh, Adventure Insiders. And then the general public can book Thursday, June 24th. Well, it's nice to see them returning back to the land of sanity in terms of their booking tiers. Yes. <laughs> it's, not, it's not the craziness that it was this last go around with the wish. Also interesting, they didn't actually make any permanent changes out of that. I, I thought for sure we would see some, uh, maybe a new Castaway Club tier and uh, a new booking tier. But yeah, so 
Yeah. So there you have it. Anything that we missed, uh, Michelle, that folks should know about these new itineraries? No. um, I just want to say that Touring Plans is going to be offering prepaid gratuities to any of these bookings, four nights or more. And actually, it's for 2021 and 2022 sailings if you deposit by June 30th. That's for balconies and above on four nights or more sailings with Disney Cruise Line. It's for the first and the second gratuities of the guests. And that's that's a great deal. (laughs) Yeah. Just kind of our... Our thank you for booking with our travel agency. Well, we love Touring Plans Travel and they are the show sponsor. And so we really appreciate Touring Plans Travel. And Michelle, appreciate you coming on, sharing your thoughts on the itineraries. And we may be sending you an email to book something for us. No problem. And any of the agents at Touring Plans can help help you out. It's just Touring Plans backslash travel. All right. Well, thanks, Michelle. Thank you. It was fabulous having Michelle on the show again and getting her take on all of these fabulous new itinerary releases from Disney for fall 2022 sailing. So I hope you enjoyed the show and uh, that you might find something that you're interested in booking out of this uh, release cycle. So if you do end up sailing, let us know. We'd love to have you on to hear about your experience aboard Disney Cruise Line. So let us know if you book anything because we'd love to hear more about it. With that, I do want to thank each and every one of you out there as always for listening to this week's special very special extra bonus edition episode. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL duo each week. Please also head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us those five-star reviews. We love hearing from you, our listeners, and we love reading them on the air on our main shows. So head over there, leave us those reviews. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. You can also join our DCL duo vlog and podcast Facebook group if you'd like to join a conversation with some like-minded DCL duo fans and cruisers like yourself or you can head over to youtube.com slash DCL duo for even more great content from our YouTube channel. You can also become a supporter of the show by browsing to patreon.com slash DCL duo, or by heading over to touring plans to book one of the many fabulous cruises that you heard about today. Just let them know that you were referred over by the DCL duo, the DCL duo podcast and vlog are not affiliated with Disney cruise line, the Walt Disney company or the Walt Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on this show are solely those of individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Walt Disney company or Disney cruise line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise, or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL duo. Good night. Good night.